Hi everyone, it's Laura. Just wanted to let you know that we are going to be facilitating our fifth book club. It's going to be dun, 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 Building Thinking Classrooms again. If you haven't had time to read the book yet, now is the time to order it. The link is in the show notes for this episode. And our first meeting is going to be um, Saturday, October 1st at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All of our meets will be on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, with the exception of November 5th. Hope to see you there. Look on the show notes for the Google form to sign up. Bye. Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in September of 2022. And welcome to episode, wait, welcome to season three. Three! And episode 83. Last season, we started our episodes with learning about. And so this year, we're going to have a different theme. We're going to be asking questions this season. Our question today is, who is in front of you? I love this. This is going to be exciting. We get to come up with a question each week. First, we want to give a shout out to Mel C. On Twitter, she tweeted about our book club that we had this summer, which was so exciting, wasn't it? Oh my gosh, it was so good. So Mel wrote, considering math fluency, what are your hopes and dreams for the upcoming year? Are there things you could adopt, adapt, or eliminate or restrict? Book study equals fun edification. And she tagged a whole bunch of people. Oh, that was so much fun, right? It was. It was. And it was a great time to just reflect and, you know, think about how we wanted to start the school year and setting that purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of what we thought about our first episode for the season. We should probably do the same thing and kind of talk about that. And and hopefully, because we've already been in school for uh, almost a month now. Oh my gosh. How is that? Hopefully, it, <laughs> I know. I know. Hopefully, but hopefully our, our – I guess now experience into the that we've we've already started has can help others kind of start on on the right foot. Exactly. Our reflection this week. Well, we talked about this before you and I before we recorded. We're both yes exhausted. exhausted. <laughs> Absolutely. Ex- I don't understand. Yeah, it, the only thing that makes sense to me is because every everything is new. We have new testing here in Florida. We have new standards in Florida. We have new, so new, new books, new Uh textbooks for reading and for math. And it's just, I think maybe the newness of everything is a little overwhelming. Yes. I think we're, we're all on information overload. Yeah. And then still like recovering from the COVID last years that we've had and, and, oh, Yeah. Yep. Well, and speaking of COVID, day two of school, I got COVID. <laughs> I was like, dang it, I avoided it for two and a half years. Yep. But dummy me, I didn't put my mask on. So those of you that haven't started school yet, listen, put your mask on. 
if even if you've had it before, because people are getting it again. I mean, right. teachers at my school, we are dropping like flies. Really? Yes. It See, hasn't. I'm surprised. School. No, we haven't yet because I, and I'm knock surprised. On <laughs> right. I'm surprised because last year we our school started dropping like we were dropping quickly at the beginning of the school year. So I don't know. We just haven't we haven't yet. So we'll see. Maybe maybe it just it all came to my school for the beginning of maybe. this year. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Laura, let's go to your good news. I'm excited. My good news. Let me tell you, I had so much fun this summer doing lots of different things. But one thing I did do was record a podcast with Kyle and John on making moments that matter. And my episode dropped a few weeks ago, episode number 195. It's called How to Mentor Educators with New Math Standards, a Math Mentoring Moment. Let me tell you, we had so much fun. Have you listened to it yet? Not yet. Well, I get it. Listen. (laughs) Yeah, I told you though. I'm. I'm. My plan is when I have to sit in the car line, yeah, like this upcoming week. That's when I'm going to listen to it. Well, they also put it on YouTube. So this time, I knew. Like we both know, you and I, we edit the heck out of this podcast, right? right. But yes. there was no editing there. So and they're watching my face. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't even was a watched the video version. Yeah, I haven't watched the video version yet, but I was I listened to it the the week it came out and I was like, "Oh, wait, that's my voice," you know? <laughs> oh my gosh, too funny. It was fun. It was fun. I'm glad I re-listened to it because I had set some goals for the beginning of the school year and, you know, I totally forgot what I had said I wanted to do. So it was, it was really good that, that I re-listened to it. I think you're going to enjoy that episode. I'm sure I will. And this is the third. And the other listeners, they'll, (laughs) they'll listen. But this is the third time you've been on their podcast, which is so cool. Yeah. And we had this whole conversation on the podcast, how James Tanton, who is someone I completely admire, Global Math Project, Exploding Dots. And he's, he's been on it really. He's been on it three times, but his third time was with a co-guest. So he was kind of on it two and a half times. Okay. So I kind of trumped over <gasps> James Tanton. I was like, wait a minute. Yay. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. Oh let's gosh. get into today's episode about who is in front of you. And listeners, we wanted to talk about this because we've already started all, our school year and we wanted to reflect on remembering it's the the kids that are in front of us and we need to start building relationships and getting to know them. So we wanted to talk about some things that Karina has done and that I've recommended to some other people or some of the teachers at my school have done and shared with me that I was so excited about with, you know, getting to know the kids or figuring out how to work together as a team, all those exciting things. Yeah. Do you want to start? Sure. I always like to start the year with with two things. First is to draw yourself doing math when we're oh. talking specifically about math, right? Yes. And I collect those those sheets and I, although I didn't I forgot to do it at the end of last year. I'm just remembering. I'll re- I'll <gasps> remind you, it. but I'll remind you in May this year. Okay. To, All right. To, so to what you want to do is you want to have the kids draw themselves doing math at the beginning of the school year and then have them again draw themselves doing math at the end of the school year and hope 
you know, really reflecting to see if they, if their image of themselves has changed. Because I will say every single one of those papers that I received had them doing math independently. At a desk, sitting At down. A desk. Yes, every single one. By so themselves, hoping, right? Yes, yeah. yes. And the teacher, <laughs> some of them drew the teacher. The teacher mm-hmm. was up at the board. Uh, so I'm hoping that this, you know, this year it, it it changes. It looks a little different. So I guess we'll have to wait until May to find out because I didn't do it last. I can't believe I didn't do it. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> and then the second thing that I've just started to I think wait, I, I want to say something. You were yeah. so busy at the end of last school year. Oh it my god, it was it, it was insane. Me. Yes, right. that you forgot. Doesn't surprise me. It was me. insane. It was like boom, 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 boom. Every every day, everything. There was we had field trip at the end. We yes. had dance at the end. We had like the day before the last day of school. We had a field trip. It was nuts. But right. anyway, right, it all worked out. Um, so th- yeah, that's why I forgot. <laughs> and then the second one is it's. A group work activity where they have to, where kids have to find the numbers one one to one hundred consecutively. I wrote yeah. that down. It's yeah, Sarah Sarah Vanderwerf. It's yeah. numbers one hundred numbers to get students talking, and people we will link it in the show notes. Yes, and the directions are easy to follow. You can just follow what she does. There's even a video on on her blog about it, and it goes through how somebody else did it. And I liked the way they did it because the first time he did it, he had kids use pencils, and I did this 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 year. Okay. And then the second time, he kind of stopped and said, "What would be helpful if we're looking for patterns? What could we do?" to to help you know just help us see patterns a little bit more clearly and uh you know you get the kids to finally get to the idea of hmm what if we had highlighters for every person and then and then we can do the activity again um and another great thing is on that same blog I found this because you're supposed to do it with a group of four but, you know, always in our classrooms, we don't have these perfect groups of four. Right. So I did one group of two. So that that was okay. But then I had still, I had a group of three. On this blog, there is a template for a group of three. Oh. Somebody else created it. It wasn't Sarah, but somebody else created it. Now they didn't, they didn't do it properly. So they didn't, we couldn't really see the pattern that was there, but I do, but it's there. It's it exists, which is good. Anyway, so then they you go through it, and as they're working, you you take pictures of the kids, and then you put the you project the pictures afterwards, and and you talk about what does good group work look like, and what is it that you're doing, and it was fantastic. Like I mean, they they did they were everything that you want them to do, right? Focused on on the task helping each other or, you know, but not giving answers, staying in their group, using quieter voices, like everything that they said was everything that I would want them to do every day when we're doing groups together. And then another thing that I did that was speaking of a blast, I totally forgot about this one. I found, I saw this on Twitter and I'll have to I'll let you know who it is. We'll tag. We'll tag the person. Okay. Um, I forget what his name was, but you take red three solo cups. Yes. And an index card, and you have the kids. This is just team building activity, yes. but it was so fun. You have them pull the index card under the the solo cup, and you try to they try to have a perfect stack, like that it falls perfectly on top of each other, and you have three minutes. 
you get as many as you can and you just like they just the kids just tally it up. Wait, so I'm trying to envision this. You have three red solo cups. Yeah. Where and is index the index cards between? Between the two the two cups. The two layers? One solo cup index card, one solo cup index card, oh, one solo it's cup. All vertical. I was thinking yes. of pyramid. Okay. No. So then you pull the index cards and then you're they wanting drop. them to fall, yes, straight down into one nice and neat little pile. But you can't touch them other than just pulling the card. Okay. So what's fun about this though is of course the first time they they're not very good at it, right? right? <laughs> and then the second time they start to develop like a technique and then some of them even start to realize that some some kids in their group are better at it than others uh. so they just say okay you do it and I'll stack them right so then they create like little jobs for themselves uh-huh. and I'll be the person to tally right so oh my god we played this like four rounds five rounds each time they increased they got better and better and then they begged to do it for indoor recess begged they were like can we play it again i'm like i guess so wait 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 to. go out in 100 degree temperature or <laughs> yes yes you can stay inside and do this right so yeah they had a blast it was great it was really and again you talk about what does it mean to be a good member of a group right right you find each other's strengths you you pick jobs for yourselves you pick mm-hmm. roles you do what you need to do to get the job accomplished the task accomplished so it was fantastic it really was so much fun that's awesome one of our friends Elise who is actually uh, she was on one of our podcasts. She moved away, which I'm super sad about, but she's going to be teaching a GED class with teenagers and adults. Right. And some things that ideas that I've been giving her was going back to Sarah Vanderwerf with the hundred numbers is yep. the name, the name tent activity. Yes. And so that's something that I think she's going to be using. And also, some things from and what I love. About, sorry, I just want to interrupt for a second. What I love about that, the name tent, is the idea of going through it and and leaving a comment on each student. Yes, that's so. That's such a great way to build community. Yeah, I, I didn't even to do it the explain first what it was. So uh, basically, it's not just you know you write your name on the outside, but on the inside is where the good stuff is, where yeah. you can ask the kids to leave a comment or ask you a question. And again, we'll link it in the show notes, but what a powerful way to get to know the kids quickly. Yeah. Right? You haven't done it yet? No, I'm a month in. I feel like I could still do it tomorrow if I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, So I think I will. I think I'll go back to that one because it is, it's so good. It's so good. Even on the other side, you could say, you know, tell me one thing you learned about a math class today. Right, right. Your reflection or your exit ticket or whatever. And it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be a a Google form or a half a sheet of paper or, you know, whatever. Right. Another thing that one of the fifth grade teachers shared with me is she did one of the number sense routines, which one doesn't belong. And it was her first time ever doing it. She was so excited. She shared pictures with me and said, I got to teach kids about square numbers. I got to teach them about exponents, like all these things that would never have come up had she not done that. Yeah. Right? And again, we'll link that in the show notes. (laughs) 
it's fantastic. Right. And I've, in the first week of school, that was my big focus was let me introduce the students to the number sense routines that, you know, appear consistently in my classroom that I like to go back to. So we did uh, count around the circle. We did. Oh, uh, I'm curious. Wait, what number did you do? Like, what did you? Well, we started with just whole numbers. I start with just one, just so that they know. Yeah. This is how it is. That's not, this isn't intimidating. This isn't, this isn't an, I got you. This isn't supposed to be, you know, super hard. It's just, I can't wait till you get to 19 count by 19s. That's going to be such a fun one. You're going to have to let us all know when you do that. (laughs) Um, yeah. And then, and then we did, uh, oh, and counting back. So we started, I started at like 105 and then we counted back. So again, just, just to see if they could cross over. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then as, as we're starting into decimals, I'm going to be transitioning into, you know, counting by tenths, counting by, uh, two tenths, counting down by tenths, counting, et cetera, hundreds, thousands, all that. But I'm also trying to do it, and this was my goal last year too, is to incorporate it more within the lesson, not just in a number sense routine. You know what I mean? So that it's it comes together with the lesson, whatever it is that I'm doing. I do like though that you know it's it's a structure that if if the kids know, okay, we're starting with our number right. sense routine or we're ending with our number sense routine, because how much fun are oh, those? They love them. They love, love them. them. And what? And again, it's it's the fact that it gets those kids who don't n- usually talk talking, and they participate and they raise their hand. And of course, as soon as they raise their hand, I go to them, you know, right? Because I want I want them to feel successful. Okay, so let's let's jump on the um, everybody speaks bandwagon here and talk about building thinking classrooms. Yeah, you said you you told me that you started with something already. Yeah. So again, that's another part of my block. So I wanted the kids to feel it and, you know, do a non-curricular task. So we did the ice cream one where it's, you you know, you there's an ice cream shop and they have 10 flavors of ice cream and you can get two scoops on each cone. So how many possibilities are there? And just like last year, I did this one last year too. Just <laughs> like last year, my little number pluckers grabbed 10 and 2 and said 10 divided by 2 equals 5 so there's five different different things which makes no sense no sense <laughs> what you're taking 10 flavors and dividing it by two scoops like how Wait, you're taking what? 10 like- flavors and dividing it by two scoops no. Yeah. So, so that was a fun conversation, right? Of of let's let's make sense of it, not just grab numbers and just randomly multiply or divide. And then we had to go through like, how do you show this? How do you represent it? And we didn't get to an answer. And I and we didn't get to an answer last year either. And I told them, I said, it's not about the answer. If you want to keep working on this and thinking about it, you are more than welcome to, you know, go home and think about it and come back and tell us what you, what you were thinking. But it's, sometimes we won't get an answer when we're doing math. Sometimes it's just about the thinking. And then of course we went to, you know, we're in a building thinking classroom and we're, we're, we are the thinking classroom from the poster that you gave me, the thinking classroom, because that's right above my door. When you're in this room, you are going to be thinking. So- that it just leads into all of that that I like all those expectations that I set for them right at the beginning of the school year. Okay, wait, you had one more story to share. I know this because I stopped you 
and said, yeah. let's, let's record this. The butterfly. What? Oh, so, <laughs> right. This is totally unrelated, but it's, it's, we were talking about comparing decimals uh-huh. and one of my students raises her hand and says, because I was asking, how did you do it? How did you do it? How did you do it? And she raises her hand and she said, I multiplied them. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean you multiple, multiple, you, okay. Tell, tell me more about that. Right. I, I, of course, I didn't say what, but I, in I'm your head, you're head, like, what? What? <laughs> what do you? What do you mean you multiplied them? Okay, so she says I used the butterfly method to compare the decimals. I said, okay, how did you how did you multiply them? And then she kind of like got in, like I mean, she had no idea how to multiply them because we haven't multiplied decimals yet. So she was right. just like multiplying. I think she was just. I don't even know. And then I, I, I stopped <laughs> and I had, to, I had to compose myself and I started my sentence like five different times. I didn't know how to start and I literally had to like just, okay, stop and like back away and then like step back forward. I think the kids thought I was crazy, like completely insane. What is wrong with Mrs. Cousins? What happened to her? Like you how, literally we, we broke her. <laughs> you stepped backwards? I stepped backwards. I was like, okay, wait. <laughs> I stepped back. Like I was, bro- I was literally broken. Like I was in a in a air four hundred four loop. <laughs> oh my god! And so, and then I finally, I was just like, okay, I don't really know how else to say this, but I hate the butterfly method, <laughs> and and this is why, <laughs> because it doesn't make any sense, and it's just a trick, and it doesn't it it works sometimes when you're doing fractions, but it doesn't always work, and you can't use it for anything else. You can't use it for when you're comparing decimals and it doesn't, and we're not about tricks in this, in this classroom. We are going to make sure that we make sense of things. So, and I told her, I said, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. You know, I'm not upset at you or anything. I just, I, this is just, it's no good. So we're going to just let the butterfly method fly away (laughs) and say goodbye and let's move on. So, listeners, I didn't hear the end of that story. I I stopped her. So, I have a question. Yeah. What what was she try like you said you didn't understand it, but did she try to turn them into fractions and then multiply no. or Nope, she was just multiplying decimals. But okay, I I'm as confused as you are and I probably yeah. would have said the exact same thing. Okay, listeners, we are going to give you our challenge for you this week. We would like to know one of your favorite getting to know your students' activities at the beginning of the school year or maybe even sometime throughout the school year because we want to answer the question, who is in front of you? So, Karina, have you really found out much more about who's sitting in front of you now? I think so. Oh, you know what else I do and that I also – I just want to add this – I, I've started doing this for the last few years, and it's asking the parents to write. It's a million words or less letter. I saw, you know, I saw your Twitter post about this. Wait, a million words or less? Who's gonna? It's just a cute little. It's just right. It's just a cute little cute. thing where it's like they there is no limit, right? So they they feel free to write as much as they want mm-hmm. or as little as they want, and it just it just opens the doors to not only the kids but also to the parents. 
and they feel like, and then I respond to them as well, right? Thank you for sharing. I love that this, or I love that that, or I didn't know this. So I always respond in an email with, with what, you know, what about their child that I've learned or discovered after reading their, their, uh, letter. And it just, it, again, it just, it sets you up for a good line of communication, right? With the parents, but that you, you care about their kids and, that you see kids as as they they're more than just numbers in front of you. They're more than just students who pass or fail a test. They're complete human beings who have other interests, you know. So yeah. that's been that's always really helpful. That is super nice. Aw. Well, we're gonna leave you listeners on that note. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.